is a price tag to everything, even your own success. Tag mentorship as always. It's me, Dami. It's Lee. Oh, ha, ha, ha. It's Josh. Okay. It's Lee. As always, we have a special guest. There you go. We have a very <laughs> special guest in the building. Uh, if you're familiar with UMass Low, you've probably seen her on campus, whether YouTube, Instagram, or her online small business. We have the one and only. Not a five. Hi guys. <laughs> Not a five. Well, you know, we, we wanted to get you here for a very special episode mm -hmm. because you cover a multitude of facets. First generation college student, a woman in accounting, and you're in grad school. I know how these guys feel about higher education. So yeah. we're gonna dive into that and we're gonna give you, you know some insight of what it was like to be a woman in accounting. Yeah. So make sure you stay tuned till the end. You want to give me okay. your YouTube I like that. Nah, that's it. No, no, no. You did the rest. The rest. Let us know what industries you want to see next. Exactly. Like, like comment, subscribe. Y'all don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get right into it. You know, tell tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Hi guys. Well, my name is Nadia Iwase. Um, first, I want to say thank you for having me. Of course. I really no love you guys' cause. Like mentoring has played a huge part in my life, in my career, especially. So thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. Um, I love what you guys are doing. But um, in a nutshell, again, my name is Nadia Iwase. I'm a grad student at UMass Lowell currently, and I'm also an accountant at Liberty Mutual. Um, I own a small business. Thank you, thank you. Um, I own a small business called Notified. Um, that's like my brand, which I've been creating since like my whole life. Uh, I have an online website, Notified.com. So make sure to check that out make if sure you, you love taking out. care of your hair. And yeah. So I was born in um, Tanzania. I was born in a refugee camp. My parents, wow. um, my family's from Burundi originally, mm -hmm. but because of like wars and stuff, they had to migrate and like move to Tanzania and I was born in a refugee camp. So we lived there for like nine years and finally um, we were able to come to America through like immigration mm -hmm. and I came when I was like nine years old. So okay. when I came, it was like a brand new, um, you know like place like I could have never imagined what it would be like it was like super cold when we came in September and it was just like brand new but we had to like um, basically like get our stuff together fit in go to school I didn't speak English at the time so when I went to elementary school I really just had to like find a way mm -hmm. um, and math was always like my safe spot because wow. we don't really need English yep. to um, do well in math so yep. that was always like my favorite subject when I go in there I don't have to feel nervous or anything so that has always been like my uh, my place where I feel safe mm. and I feel like as I grew up it has just always been like math 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 wow. and at a certain point, I thought I was going to go into pharmacy because, you know, having African parents, it's always like doctor. medicine, <laughs> doctor, and stuff like that. Yeah. But I realized, like, during my last year of high school, I realized that um, I would rather stay in the numbers than go into, like, sciences and all of that. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, let me go into business, and accounting just seemed like the right fit. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, mm -hmm. So was there, you, you touched on something that was one of my favorite topics, mm. being uh, a first generation college student, because you're trying to fit into two different avenues. You're trying to fit in, you know, you're in America when in Rome, yeah. you're trying to be, you know, accustomed to the times, but then your family has this set of expectations and tradition mm -hmm. that you tend to be away from. Yes. So what's that balance like trying to, again, fit in, but still, you know, stay connected to your roots and your family okay. and still be respectable and, yes. you know, culture, like yeah. that's what they really care about. Mm -hmm. So I actually hid it from my parents for like two years that I wasn't into like the sciences. Oh, really? I was like, yeah, I hid it from them. I was like, you know, I'm just going to explore these um, first two years of college. But they always thought like I'm going to choose like either like chem or body or something. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally broke it to them, it was just like, oh my God, you're going to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> anything else other than like medicine engineering and that's it Absolutely. but um, I had to like get them to see like okay here's the starting salary for like um, people in my field mm -hmm. um, here's my potential what I can be and what I can do and like slowly I got them to understand like this it's not that bad mm -hmm. like there's potential there's yep, potential there to grow and stuff so yeah okay. Okay. I have a question right because mm -hmm. Um, you know, we've done a couple of episodes on accounting. Accounting is a very hard major, right? So, how do you balance, you know, running the business, your YouTube channel, mm -hmm. going to grad school, which is no small feat? How do you balance being an entrepreneur and being in school full time? Okay, okay. So, I feel like because I started doing hair when I was like very little, mm -hmm. um, I started doing it and it was something I was uh, really passionate about. I did it in my leisure time. Mm -hmm. So, it wasn't something that I really had to um, fit in my schedule. Like, whenever I was like free, I would just like do hair. And when I came to college and people were like asking me to do their hair, I would just do it on the weekends. So, that's how I started. I'll just do hair on the weekends, build my clientele that way, and you know, get my name out there. And then when I finally decided to build my website, um, I made sure that I started it and like did all the wigs and stuff during break. So mm -hmm. I did it during like winter break, so I had enough time to like build my inventory. That way when I come back to school, all I have to do is just like ship orders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you're passionate about something, there's always going to be time. Mm -hmm. um, a sure. day is like really, really long. Because yeah. like sometimes I look on my phone and see like the hours I spend on Instagram. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, this is a lot of hours. So I feel like there's always time mm -hmm. if you really want to do something, there's, you're always going to find time. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that's how I did it. Okay. I'm curious, like our last episode was about accounting, right? Mm -hmm. We definitely want to talk about that, but I think, I'm curious, like, tell us about your brand, like your YouTube channel, like, mm -hmm. how, let's say I'm watching this and I want to get started doing something like that, especially if it's with hair or, okay. or okay. just a lifestyle kind of brand. Yeah. Just tell us, like, the best way to start that and what that mm -hmm. journey looked like. Yeah, so when I wanted to start a YouTube channel was because I didn't really see people like from where I'm from with like YouTube channels, like I didn't see women from my country um, to relate to, like I would see like other people from other countries like Ghana, Nigeria, but I really never got to see like people from my country, so I wanted to be that person for like girls under me to just like look up to somebody like I'm in school I have like a small business so the way I started was just like to post like tutorials that's how I started at first 
like small hair tutorials so if you like have a craft or you're good at something it doesn't even have to be like something physical if you have a certain knowledge like you guys are into like real estate mm -hmm. so you can always share that with other people on like YouTube and you oh you always have you always find an audience for it so um, that's how I started and slowly I'll just like do clips like telling my story and mm -hmm. people will just like get inspired and follow me and subscribe. That's awesome. Yeah, it's such amazing art storytelling. You hit on something mentorship because yeah. you were trying to set an example. But mm -hmm. what examples did you have when you were growing up and going through college? Good question. Okay, so that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have like especially some someone like close mm -hmm. um, to look up to because like I feel like a lot of um, especially like coming from where I'm coming from like East Africa a lot of women are not um, pushed a lot to go into like school get an education and stuff um, I was mostly inspired by like other women from other countries and like mm -hmm. but like for my country I didn't really get to see that a lot and that's why I feel like I had to be that person because mm -hmm. I feel like we as women especially from my country were not really like um, pushed to like reach out for this potential that's and I true. feel like another thing that helped a lot was my parents um, they were very big on education like um, different from other parents from in from um, my country they were very big on education they always pushed us to do well in school so that's another advantage I feel like I had over um, other people but yeah I just wanted to be that person for like people from my country mm -hmm. too that's powerful is very powerful I have, a, I have a question right so obviously it sounds like that's something you're very passionate about mm -hmm. um, so like, where do you see yourself long term right? obviously you're going back to grad school you're in yes. accounting yeah. but you have this entrepreneurial bug you have this thing that you're passionate about like yeah you ever thought about where you'd want to be you know, five years from now yeah in the yeah. ideal world mm -hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question no it's a good for a little bit at mm, least and just okay. build capital that way I can invest in my business a little bit more mm -hmm. but accounting um, I don't plan to stay in that for like a really long time okay. because even though like it's good money it's um it's also I, I like the job like I like what I'm doing right now but it's just like I'm not as passionate about it yeah. as like my own thing my own yeah. business but I just I just want to do that for a little bit and build capital and like just be able to invest in myself without feeling like I gotta you know mm -hmm. struggle yeah. yeah no I think there's like a misconception when people think entrepreneurs they think someone just quits their job sleeping mm -hmm. on a couch yeah. you know eating pizza leftover pizza yeah. but like a lot of successful entrepreneurs they do it the smart way where they'll work a corporate job learn the skills from that job like for example accounting mm -hmm. which can translate to your business mm -hmm. and then you'll invest make smart investments with that money you're saving which yeah. then can replace your job to then give you the safety net to yeah start your business and that will give you actually more chance of success because you don't have your you know you don't have things to worry about mm -hmm. or bills are paid when you have that safety mm -hmm. net back yeah. in your head yeah sounds like you're speaking from experience. yeah no i was gonna say did, <laughs> did you recently quit your nine to five i did oh how's that even going i like that it's good i mean Kind of get bored sometimes, but working on you know tag. If I think if you I'm get bored working on tag, no, I'm saying I'm working on tag. Oh, but okay. If I didn't have tag, it would be you know I don't know what I do, but yeah. I think you know I I kind of miss those those steady income. Uh -huh. Yeah, okay. you can't really put a price on the freedom. Mm -hmm. Like you know, making my own schedule. I wake up you know when I want. 
want to do what I want when I want. Yeah, yeah that's the goal. That's really I want to look like Turks next week or something. You know what I'm saying? I can just play and do that. Yeah. 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 Weird flex. No, but um, you're in grad school. That makes two of us at this table that are, that have experienced grad school. He's anti. No, I don't want to say anti higher education, but he's one of the proponents. Like you can learn anything online. Yes. What are some of the invaluable things? Because if I were to do it, then I probably wouldn't have gone to grad school. No, not not for the reason you think. It's you know the most important thing I got out of there was that network. Yeah. And debt, okay. right? I networked, but I didn't really, because I didn't take it, I just went to school to go to school mm -hmm. for undergrad. I didn't really, I was go to school, get a job, you're done, right? But what are some invaluable things? And if somebody that out there considering grad school, what is the buyer's caution you're giving them, mm -hmm. right? And then what is some pros and what are some cons that come with that? Okay. So I feel like on this one, I'm really just gonna speak for myself because. Mm -hmm. Grad school was um, was something that I just had to do because in accounting, if you want to be a certified like public accountant, mm -hmm. you need 150 credits, and you can't get that unless you go to grad, grad school. school yeah. So grad school has just always been like oh, I'm gonna have, have to go to it, regardless yeah. if I really want to be like a CPA. So I never really thought of it like that. Like, well, what am I? Um, like, what's the value of it, or like, why do I? Is it like helpful? Is it like valuable? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I really don't know. But <laughs> well, I just had to do it. I just had to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think some of the intangibles is like you said, networking, right? Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. Personally, I went to college only for like the social experience. Like, oh really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I did oh, just a little bit. I did a little bit to graduate. Wow. You know, I'm smart, so I you know I can. I can take tests pretty easily, quick study, but I think for me it was just just networking, right? Just figuring out what you want to do. Like I wouldn't have ended up in software sales. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have met you, a lot of my close friends, and mm -hmm. so I think networking is one of the biggest things. Yeah, um, but it's like you don't need. I could have done a better job of that in undergrad, which is why, like again, I didn't have a strong network yeah. out of undergrad because I was told go to school, get a degree, you'll get a job. But we obviously know that's not how society works. Yeah. Yeah. And everything is online now, so it's that's like true. you don't even meet in person. So it's mm -hmm. like, what am I networking right now? Yeah. yeah. So like, if you don't go to school, where can you network? <laughs> Some days I'm glad I went because there's certain things like that oh, come with sure. experience. But then at the, at the end of the day, I don't think the value necessarily correlates with the price because it's extremely expensive. Okay, that's fair. There's, you can't no no scholarships, mm -hmm. no grants. Mm -hmm. It's all loans yeah. unless you're coming out of pocket. Yeah. 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 That's that's the con. I probably wouldn't have done it. I probably wouldn't have done <laughs> If you would go back, you would do it. No, I would have just done a better job in undergrad of networking because that's really only the value that I got out of my master's. For sure. Yeah. Everything else I knew how to do or I, I've learned since I've been out of school. So it's like I paid, what, 40, 50 grand extra to make friends? So <laughs> I probably don't answer this, but like the job you got when you got your master's, right? Mm -hmm. You definitely could have got that job if you do that same person. 1,000%. Undergrad. 1,000%. If I had my mentor, like, not to make the story about me, but Dean Richtemeyer, who's helped you out as well, wow, yeah. she was the one that opened certain doors for me, and she even used to say, I wish I met you earlier. Like, when you were an undergrad, you wouldn't have gone through the hell you went through, and it's like, I went through 40, I got 40 grand deeper in debt just to get a mentor. And that's how time was born. <laughs> yeah, you're on a roll today, boy. Wow. wow. It's like none of the macro things going outside the world are affecting you, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah.
I was curious, like, you know, you said your account, but like, there's obviously different types of account, like tax accounting, mm -hmm. etc. Just tell us a little more about, you know, obviously one being a woman, yeah. and then you know, predominantly male-dominated industry, which is a lot of industries, yes. but also like what you do and like how. What's some tips for someone that's a, also okay. minority woman in, in accounting? Okay. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of accountings, and um, the major ones are usually like public accounting, tax, and private. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go into private accounting. Which is basically, um, <clears throat> if you have a pub, let's say tag goes public, mm -hmm. you guys when? have a, <laughs> when you go public, when go public. <laughs> <laughs> even when you're private, still mm -hmm. right now, they'll get to a time where you need an accountant. Mm -hmm. So that would be, that's private accounting. I'll do your um, accounting, like financial statements and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And if you go public, I'll be the one making, still making those um, financial statements, but then you need a firm, an accounting firm to come and audit your yep. work. Yeah. So that's what I do right now. I'm in private, I'm, we make the financial statements for Liberty Mutual, and then we have EY come and audit them. Okay, okay. So EY is public, and then we're private. Oh. Yeah. We had a guy from EY on last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we do. And um, for women in accounting, I feel like you know, things are really getting better because a lot of the managers that I've had, they were all women, which mm -hmm. is like really good to see. So I feel like very inspired in my mm -hmm. company. They try their best to be very um, inclusive and like diverse. So I really love where I'm at yeah. right now. Awesome. I, mm -hmm. I think it's great, well not great, but we actually live in a world today with a lot of corporate firms or um, companies literally have initiatives to hire minorities. So if you're a, if you're a female and you're a minority, mm -hmm. you're like at the top of the totem yes, pole. So exactly. So, yeah. well, that's, so let's let's expand on that. How did you? What route did you go to land the current job? Because Liberty Mutual is a very one of the big accounting yes. you know companies in the country. Yeah. How did you go about landing that role? Ooh, it was oh my goodness. Okay, so the first time I applied to Liberty for an internship mm -hmm. for the summer, it was like my sophomore year. I didn't get it. I didn't have no chance at getting that. Mm -hmm. But then I enjoy. I joined the. Um, is it the career development program at UMass Law? Yeah, what yeah, is that yeah. called? The co-op program. Yes, the yeah. co-op program. I joined that. <laughs> I joined. <laughs> I joined that, and then you know I went through the program, and they helped me with my resume and like how to inter interviewing tips. And then I did. I applied again, and then um, I got that internship the next time, and then I interned again, and then they gave me a full-time offer. Wow. So it's like. You just have to keep going. I had to keep going back, and they saw my potential and gave me an offer. But I also believe that um, the recommendation letters that people wrote me, like the dean, my professors, those helped as well. Mm. And another thing with mentoring that I really appreciate is like, um, well, with our dean, I feel like she's so helpful. She's there for the students, and she helped me because, like, for the CPA exam. Uh, we need to pay like at least like uh, for like the study materials like three thousand dollars. So I messaged her. I was like, I need to study for my CPA exam, but I really don't have this money. Can you help me? And then she reached out to one of her friends and um, in one of the review courses, and they like gave me like this scholarship, like everything yeah. free. And I was just like, that's what that mentoring is about. Yeah. So I really I love what you guys do, and yeah, keep going. Uh, that's that's awesome. really powerful. Yeah. Like Great. you just. Literally shot. Yeah, I feel like I was her. like, let me just try. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, I got you. I have wow. something in here. Yeah. You yeah. never know if you don't ask. Yeah. That's really powerful. I think we made a great wrap it up. Yeah. This is a great conversation. Yes. I mean, the deans, his mentor, I didn't even know she was your mentor, so that's actually. Yeah, she's not really my mentor, but yeah. she knew me. I worked in her office before. Yeah. 
So I was just like, she's always helping people out. So let me just try. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing. That's 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 you don't have to like have a like, formal hate. Yeah, mentor. exactly. It grows naturally, and exactly. like, in, in a sense, she was your mentor because she yeah. helped you. Yeah. she sponsored you. Basically. The definition of mentorship is passing knowledge from the knowing to the one that's seeking knowledge. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a form of mentorship yeah. right there. Yeah. So um. Lastly, one thing I just want you to touch on, you know, give you an opportunity to plug your business. Mm -hmm. Tell the world a little bit about Notify, you know, what are some things, you know, the ideal customer that this could benefit. And, you know, we have a Notify model in the back that we can't see on camera sporting <laughs> one of your scarves. But tell, tell, you know, the world what type of merchandise okay. you're selling. Okay, so when I officially started uh, my website, Notify.com, I was mostly, it was mostly about wigs. Mm -hmm. I started thinking like, okay, I really, I cut my hair, I'm bald now. I really <laughs> oh, love braids, so what should I do? <laughs> what should I do? So I was like, you know what, let me just start making wigs. Because the ones on the market right now, they don't look they're that great. Right. They're not it at all. I hate them. So I made a few, tried them on, and people really liked them. I was like, you know what, let me just start yeah. selling them. Let me just yeah. start selling them. So originally, not if I would just to be about like braiding wigs and like, um, you know, selling braided wigs, but then I was like, you know, it could be more than that. Mm -hmm. It could be way more than that, especially right now when like wigs are scarce in China and like things are going down. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let me branch out and include more like hair care um, accessories, products like scarves. You know, silk scarves to keep your hair protected, um, bonnets, silk bonnets. So I was like, you know, what? let me expand and you know grow my brand a little bit and. Yeah, so you guys just stay tuned because I have a lot coming, a lot mm -hmm. more products coming. You know, Notified uh, on Instagram, you can follow me, Notified, and also my website again is Notified.com. And yeah, just subscribe to my YouTube channel, Nadia Owase. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you stayed here to the end, appreciate it. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Tell us, please, in the comments what you want to see next. For sure. So, even if you don't watch it, you see. I know you see the stories. I look at it. I know who's watching. <laughs> Share it. Send it. Someone yeah. might someone might like it. So Definitely sure. tell us. I, story, right? Someone DM us, hey, can you do an NFT episode next time? Yeah. And literally two days later, we got Mo, who, one of our episodes. He, he did the project with Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez, wow. He's doing another project. His Discord already had like over 60,000 members yeah. in like a week. So, wow. wow. So got, let us know if you want to learn anything. Like. I'll go, you know, we can hit up anyone. Elon Musk, like, what's going on? Absolutely, man. And, you know, thank you again if you stay to the end. We'll see you on the next one. Bitcoin will probably be under 30,000. Peace! Yeah.